Jer? Yes, Calvin. On a scale of one to ten, how gaga is your wife for pumpkin spice right now? <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I, I think yep. low on the gaga scale. Okay. Yeah, all right. However, she did just return from grocery shopping, and on the counter was a can of pumpkin. So I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Welcome to the Open Road Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I am joined by my co-host, Calvin, and we're here to help you find more adventure in the everyday. If you're listening, you probably love adventure or you love uh, useless banter about adventure, which is what we're here to provide you with. Kind of our main game right now, isn't it, Jerry? (laughs) It is a little bit. And I do want to apologize somewhat to our listeners that it's been tough to find. uh, Not find. It's been just tough to... have find, have the time to book guests. I literally spent ninety five percent of September on the road with mm-hmm. work, and it was hard to kind of book anything or have any reasonable expectation of someone to meet for a Skype call. So I'm going to apologize to the listeners, and Calvin, I'm going to apologize to you. Don't apologize to me or the listeners. Uh, they deserve quite a bit less, and uh, <laughs> cool. I think we've been doing great. I mean, I, I mean, just getting to be able to hop on the air and and shoot the breeze with you is fine by me. You mean they deserve less than our best content? Or you think us bantering sometimes can be our best content? This is free content, Jer. So, I mean, and yeah, like saying that uh, our best isn't just you and I is just not true. I had a really... So, I think today I'd love to give you a bit of a recap of my September with, you know, not just a a chronological, but some of the things that we did and and we, you know, I experienced. But I had a really good conversation. nervous. Like, yeah, can no, you no, keep it tight? Nervous. I'm obviously going to keep it tight. Can you it's mu- just can to you, spark conversation. How much time could we save if you take out all of the ping pong stories? Does that bring us to like a tight 10 seconds? I love how much you hated that ping pong story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I can keep it tight. Here's the first thing I want to talk about. This was like at the beginning of September. Um, we went on a camping trip with cole and janessa who we lived with for mm-hmm. um for about a year and mm-hmm. a bunch of people from our church and i gotta admit man camping is one of those things that is the perfect everyday adventure or weekend adventure okay like I... when you think about like i was out there and i was starting a fire and we were you know eating kind of whatever it was and you have just nothing on the agenda and you're just hanging out with people and doing outdoorsy things. And I was once again shown why I love camping and why I think it's such a great adventure. Now, um, camping, Jer. Yeah. Um, I think you're playing a little bit fast and loose with the term camping. I would consider what you were doing that weekend glamping. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. What do you ever mean? Whatever do you mean by that? I mean that you were like on your phone. You could hear the highway from your campsite. Like, <laughs> where do you draw the line? Now that is a good point. We were at a provincial park that is literally 
the boundaries of it are two major roads and a highway. Um, but that, to me, speaks more to this idea of everyday adventure where okay. no matter where you are in the world, there's probably some sort of park that's within an hour's drive or less. And so are you taking advantage of those things that are just available to you at any given moment? So that's kind of what I learned. You froze. and the uh, I froze. Anyways, it no, wasn't important. Going. Um, but uh, I was going to say it's yeah it's nice that um, you can take advantage of things that are close to you and in this case there was a new baby who joined the camping trip and so it was really nice to be kind of close to civilization and the creature comforts of home and yeah we had our phones out but it's the age of the Instagram you got to get your grams up I'm, I don't make apologies for that man i missed mm, almost all of that cuz you froze the whole time <laughs> so <laughs> all right we'll move on it was a good camping trip listeners heard i was just talking about gramming on camping and being close to home is a good adventure you sent me i'll just say that you sent me one hilarious selfie picture of you doing something and then in the background was cole in a hammock on his phone i know it's so good i love it <laughs> <laughs> but if you're someone out there millennia. You yep. got it. If you're out there and you haven't done had an adventure this year, there's still a couple weekends left to get out there and just camp and just do it. And it's a really good way to kind of spice up, you know, your life with some adventure. Anyway. So, Jer, I did something pretty funny yesterday. So I spent, Kate and I were cleaning the basement one, one night um, this past week. And I was cleaning out a bunch of drawers on my old desk. And yeah. uh, I found my old stack of Canadian tire money. Ooh. Now, have you seen have you seen that stack in a while? Not in a while, but I remember like giving you all my Canadian Tire money. Yeah, like I used to collect quite a bit of it. Yeah, do you remember they, my generous donations to you of five and ten cent pieces? Yeah, <laughs> I had like forty one dollar bills in that stack. That's incredible. So I cashed okay, in. Oh, you cashed it in? I cashed it in. I'm like, yeah, I can keep sitting around on this thing, but. Basically, you can't get that stuff very frequently anymore. They still give it out in in Bracebridge, but um, I just felt it was time to get the card. Well, they have the card card now, right? Yeah, so I I got the card yesterday, and then I I, I cashed in. And you should have seen the look on the cashier's face when I dropped that stack on the counter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what what, what, what did she say? She didn't, literally, Jeremy, for 10 seconds, she did not say a word. She, just, she looked, I dropped, I like literally just like dropped it from like a foot up and then, <laughs> so it made a big smack sound and and I didn't go to like the normal cash registers. I went to the, the, the return desk, you know, that big square yeah. return desk. So you can oh, often yeah. buy stuff there, but. Oh yeah. So I dropped this stack on the ground. She looks up at me like kind of like uh, very much like she had, you know, just finished rolling her eyes, but then there was like this huge eye roll. Then she turned and looked at the um, person that was working at the like opposite side of her also in that big u-shaped desk and uh, they were like giving eyes to each other and i'm like standing <laughs> right there in silence and there this is like a whole this is 10 seconds and then turns back to me and she's like well you better go browse for a little while while i count this up <laughs> and that was <laughs> which that was my plan i'm like i'm not like coming here with my you know bu- oh. you know five gallon pail or whatever that i want to buy and then hoping that she's going to count that on the spot for me. I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm here for a bit. I'm going to go shop around. Oh, that Let me know amazing. what the total is. Th- what so was then the she total? Counts, so then she counts it. Like, I counted it myself because I was curious the night before. And then she counts right. it. 
and then we're like six dollars off and i'm whoa, like whoa, whoa, I'll, whoa i'll accept a little bit off because i like really quickly counted it but seven dollars when it's like it was like it was between uh i got 82 dollars she got 77 dollars so whatever that is and five i was bucks. like uh five bucks and i was like uh and she's like so she told me she's like it's 77 dollars and I said, ah, oh, okay. And she's like, what did you get? And I was like, I got 82.10 or something. Um, she's like, well, do you want me to recount it? And I was like, I would <laughs> never make you recount it. I would, I would I, not ever think of doing such a thing. I can't believe what a bad attitude they had. <laughs> I know. Like, like, you, like, that is an amazing moment when someone finally cashes in their stash. Like, yeah. I would be celebrating that person. It's a person. victorious feeling. Yes. Like, how committed am I to Canadian Tire? They, you know what the cash back is for Canadian Tire? Point like one four. Cent. No, no, it's point four cents. Oh my gosh. cash back on Canadian the, Tire on the dollar. Wow, on the dollar, point four cents. So I have collected eighty two dollars worth. Like that's a lot of purchasing. Just doing some quick math in my head, that's like eighty grand or hundred grand or maybe even four hundred grand. You know how much money grand. that is? I know that was a lot. <laughs> so I mean, to be uh, given that um, that amount of attitude. In such oh, a yeah. short amount of time, really inappropriate, really boggling, really inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. But it makes for a good story, that's for sure. So what did I you know. buy? But it's also just this like, is a big it, deal. It, it was kind of nostalgic and sad. I mean, I've kind of I'm kind of known for that stack, and I've had that thing floating around for like ten years. Well, that also goes back to the value of like, is it more valuable as a stack or is it valuable as whatever you turned it into? Which is what? I, I I'm not getting to that yet. Um, so then the other part of this is, oh, like, yeah, so this guy's like, get to your I story have... in 10 seconds. And now you're going to go on and on about this Canadian tire money. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Well, it's a good story. It's riveting. <laughs> so Jared, there's two ways to do this. Like, I mean, I just cashed it in, but then before I cashed it in, I was talking with a coworker and he said, you know, maybe you should put that up on eBay and maybe worth more than $82 on eBay. Then you could get cash right. for it. Right. So, I mean... What do you do? Do I really have to go through and put money up on eBay trying to get an extra few bucks or do I just cash in? So I did what I did and it's gone. It's over. feel kind of sad about it. (laughs) And so is it on a gift card or did you buy something? No, I just put it toward a purchase. Well, is it at least a cool purchase or was it like windshield washer fluid? (laughs) No, it was a cool purchase. I I bought a TV finally. We've never had a TV before. Perfect. And then I bought this, this hilarious TV at Canadian Tire because I just had to do it because I had Canadian Tire money. What on earth makes a TV hilarious? Because it was this, uh, it had been on sale for uh, like so, so long. Um, and it had like price slash, price slash, and the box was like shredded. And it was way, way up on the shelf. And I was like, I'm going to get that TV. <laughs> finally, finally going to do it. Finally going to pull the trigger. So I did it. And then I... Slapped down my Canadian Tire money, had the little guy bring it out for me, just throw it in the truck, and it was a great little Friday night. What are we talking? Like a forty-two inch HD, or what are we? What are we looking at? Fifty-five inches, Jeremy. Yeah, baby. I it's knew big. it was gonna be big. I know. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. We haven't used it yet because we don't have anything to plug into it. Right. Well, so. is it a smart TV? Can you do the Netflix thing? It's not smart. I have to get a little computer for it. Little box. Yeah, a little box for it. Well, congratulations. We still don't have a TV, but mm-hmm. I think your basement Renault needs that TV on that wall. That's the goal, yeah. And 
And hopefully once that's done, you can get your workshop done so you can start working on your podcast nook. That's next on the list. If it, it really is. Everything it, that it's comes actually off really the list close, means Jared. the nook is closer. I know. Nook is so low priority, but it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy and sad about that Canadian Tire story too because I feel I like I still have some kicking around in a drawer somewhere that I've been saving for you. But, you know, even I almost felt a little bit... Um, What's it called? Like I was cheating on you when I got the card because I'm like, all my Canadian Tire money needs to go to Calvin. He's he gonna right. be mad at me that I got the card? So you, everyone probably stopped giving you Canadian Tire money like half a year ago, a year ago, or whenever. Yeah, came people out. used to give it to me quite a, quite quite a lot, but yeah, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. So well, anyways, my my three weeks, you mm-hmm. know, getting back to that story very briefly. All right, 10 let's seconds, get back to you. Mm-hmm. I spent it in. Um, uh, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Vancouver, and that was four days of the last three weeks each. So I four days, got sorry, home. So you've been home for four days of the last three weeks. Well, sorry, I, I was like in the week of the five day work week. I was yeah. traveling for four of them. I was only home oh, for one. Got so it. Yeah. Okay. I've been home for weekends, but I also would like fly out on a Sunday or a Monday morning, or you know. So it's been a bit of a bit of a crazy grind, but it was I, I had some amazing experiences. The one that I am uh, was most uh, jaw dropping um, was uh, actually in Las Vegas. Now, I was in Las Vegas a week before the okay. insanity. Yeah, and I knew that. That's just another weird feeling to know mm-hmm. that you're like that close and saw that hotel. And. Anyways, obviously super tragic. Yeah, um, what happened there? But while we were there, we went to a Cirque du Soleil show. Have you ever been okay. to one of these? Um, yes, I have been to. I went to Cirque du Soleil on Broadway in New York, which was kind of a different vibe. But yeah, it's really wild. I could not believe what my eyes were witnessing and what I was experiencing in that theater. This, uh, I went to see Ka. K.A. is the name of the show, and it's kind of like this old world bows and arrows, fire and pyrotechnics kind of show with okay. like yeah, you yeah. know people in cool tribal costumes and stuff like that, and they're swinging mm-hmm. from the rafters and this, that, and the other. They had this movie. I, I can't even start to describe it. Just go look up the trailer on YouTube if you're interested. For Ka. For Ka. It's, it's insane. There was this moving um, stage dude. So imagine instead of like a normal stage, there's this mm-hmm. moving pl- square platform. Okay. And when people would like die in battles, they would get launched off this platform and like fall into the abyss. Really? So it was so cool. There's just people flying everywhere during these battles. And then the stage would rise and and like turn, but then it would also go vertical. And now it would be like the face of a mountain and another stage would come up from below and then people would like rock climb up this stage and the stage would be on an angle and people would be like running and dancing on it. And I just can't even begin to explain how incredible it was to witness people doing these, I don't know what, you're not going to call it stunts, these little acrobatic, no, um, um, acrobatic feats of human strength. I mean, I just... It, it is just, incredible. It just blew my mind and it took me into... A world of intrigue, adventure, and thinking about humans and how fascinating we are as a species that we can come mm-hmm. up with the most creative stuff and then turn it into a spectacle that will just blow someone's mind. It was so, so cool. I can't even, like, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, like, 
amazing, amazing experience. I just think it's so cool, those shows, how they have um, kind of married, like, bizarre human strength and acrobatics and then also like really amazing technology with all the machinery and uh, it it is like that combination and and how well timed and well practiced everyone is and it is just an incredible display um i always like wonder like what are these people's lives like it just seems like they have the weirdest lifestyle that they're doing like this is their job but it's kind of like are they on the road, or does it seem like a permanent show in Vegas there? This one is a permanent show. Okay. So yeah. the, one of the things they advertise is that it's you know a $165 million production. And there were probably Insane. like 16 or so. It was almost like, I kind of like pictured it like they were all broken into acts, kind of, where it was like right. you know the screen goes black, and then the next thing happens. And there were probably about 16 of those, each more spectacular than the last. And I'm like, oh, so you know, kind of break it down. $10 million, that's what it'll get you per scene. And right. or to design this stage and to do this. But yeah, you not only think about the actors, but you think about the the person who wrote the story and who thought right. of how to engineer a stage that moves and rotates and that people battle on. And, you know, there were people um, in the in like the crowd and they were shooting arrows at the stage when it was vertical. And as they shot arrows at the stage, a peg would shoot out of the stage to look like an arrow that was stuck in the wall. Oh, okay. So it was like they were shooting arrows, yeah. but then it would, it was, so that was really cool. But then it made this giant pegboard. Like, you know how you see on the prices, right? You drop the thing yes. and it drops yeah, down yeah. the pegs. It made one of those. And then there are people like twirling and dancing around these pegs, like grabbing and pulling and launching themselves to the next one and falling down like they were the, the human pucks moving peg up dance. and down the wall. It was it, like, who comes up with the peg dance? I know. I, the other weird thing is that. They have had to like they have to put this whole thing together and it has to be all like perfectly dialed in Perfect. before they can even open the curtains for the public to view it. So already oh they've spent gosh. like probably like two hundred million dollars before they've made a dime. Oh, dude. I mean, and that's the other thing. Then we started to do the math on how long till you break even and this, that and the other. Right. And, you know, obviously it's a profitable venture and mm-hmm. you know, but it just I guess it was just interesting to think about the scale at which um, these things can be done. And in so many ways, that's what Vegas was. It was the absolute, I didn't really, like, I don't really like the fakeness of it, but I could appreciate the fact that people had dreams and then they had millions and billions of dollars to make it happen. And they they created worlds. Like we were in this hotel on the second floor you know, this each floor is like twenty foot ceiling, so we're on the second floor. Mm-hmm. There is a canal, like in uh, Venice. Venice has the canals, right? Yeah. Yep. And there's these gondola riders who are like riding people through this hotel on the second floor, singing in Italian. And there's like a gelato shop and every like they've just they it's just wild. Like, it was just crazy, and all just man made. So it was like this mm-hmm. weird mix of mm-hmm. I hate how fake this is, and yet it's incredible to me how they have made this come to life and give you an kind of authentic feel. But that place is, it, it's insane, Vegas. It, I, you know, I, you, I think you kind of got to see it, but if you don't, you know, whatever. But I was glad to have seen a show and to experience the insanity that is Vegas. I mean, it's all for you, right, Jared? It's all for the tourist crowd. Well, totally. And that was the other weird thing when I was there. I was kind of like, who 
are all these people and why would right. they ever come here? Like, like, what are they doing? Like, who who says I'm choosing to go to Vegas? But lots people of do. people, lots, lots of people. people, and I yeah. get why. I mean, you're standing in front of this cool fountain and you're just like, this is cool. Like, it's dancing to right. the music or whatever, and right, it's it's big. And then you and start dancing to the music, and then I start grooving, and then all of a sudden, everyone on the street is just grooving. There's grooving, and um, there's people crashing drones into the water, and <laughs> here we are. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was my trip. Uh, Chicago was really good. I didn't do a ton there besides uh, get my American fast food on. You know, my dinners oh, yeah, were nice. ch- Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, and McDonald's. So that was great. And then Vancouver this past week was also nice. Um, I was in Calgary. It snowed. In Calgary. In Calgary, it snowed. Yeah. And then we left the snow to go to Vancouver and visited with the in-laws and had a really nice dinner with them. And now we're uh, we're back at it. If there was anything I could do to help bring Chick-fil-A here, I'd love to lend a hand. You know there is one? Here? Yes. Where? In the Calgary airport. Okay, well, that's not exactly here. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, you got to be a little more specific when you Well, I meant, you know, Ontario, Toronto area would be the place I think could handle one. I agree. But hey, speaking of specifics... um, Yeah. I want to raise a little bit of a controversy with you. Oh, okay. I dare you to. And it's been some interesting engagement going on on our Instagram this past week. Uh, I was posting some great photos that Kyle, uh, our friend, took of you uh, biking. Love the photos. Mm -hmm. But a friend, another friend of ours, Drew, brought up the fact that if there's two people who do an 80-kilometer bike ride on a tandem... Was that 80 kilometers or was that 40 kilometers? Because there were two of you. So what I want to know point. It's a great is point. Were, were you claiming to personally bike 80 kilometers and that's why you wanted people to give you money? This is why it's a problem because you were asking for money. Did or we say it was a problem? Sorry? Who, who said it was a problem? I think it's a problem if you're lying okay. to everybody. Did you read the... 80. Okay, go back, read my email. It is well, titled I know. Calvin and Chad do 80 kilometers on a tandem clickbait. Well, I know, but this is why I am going back to read it to see exactly what you said. But I also want to know exactly what you mean and what you think you did, because I think, you know, there's some. Here's what I could, think I did. There could be a case on each side, dude. So I don't know. No, I think it's all extremely clear. The title Calvin and Chad do 80 kilometers all throughout the email. It's it's we it's we. And then uh, that whole day, it was, uh, how did you guys do? How many kilometers are you guys doing on the tandem? Was it fun on the tandem, et cetera, when you guys did 80 kilometers? So, uh, that, you know, Jared, this is tandem life. It's all a team. There are no I in tandem. Yeah, but it, I, I understand that, but I still think that you did 80 kilometers. No, I think you... You here's the, no, here's what you're not I getting. You move, I think you, you moved you keep, 80 kilometers, but I don't think you powered 80 kilometers. But I know you never said I agree. powered, but I think you would agree. No, no yeah, fine. That's fine. I, I, know, I don't have a problem with that. The entire thing, like you keep putting it back onto the individual when it's a team effort. So here, I, I'm reading this right here. I will be doing my 80 kilometers on a tandem bicycle. Who said that? This is you. No. I'm reading it. YL donations. That. Donate at Young Life. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for your interest in supporting me for this ride. 
in an effort to raise the stakes ever so slightly, I will be doing my 80 kilometers on a tandem bicycle. But you're not understanding that as soon as the word tandem is brought in, that is meaning that it's on a team with a team of two. It can't be done with a single person on a tandem. But did you each do 40 or did you each do 80? doesn't matter. We both did 80 together. We were both did 80 and we both individually did 80 because it's a team effort. Yeah, you can't separate I mean, you can't separate the individual with a tandem. There's only one way to go. Yeah, I think the jury's still out on this one, Calvin. I think it may I think you just don't get more it. than Well, I'm I I know I do get it, but I'm just trying I'm to I'm worried you're not understanding. <laughs> so, a so tandem he, bicycle, two people go yes. on this thing, okay? And become one. You become the tandem. You become the tandem. So is this sort of like marriage where your money is my money? You could say that. I mean, where Chad's power becomes my power, etc. But would that mean that you both did 80 and therefore you did 160? I'd be willing to entertain that thought. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'd be willing to say maybe we did 160, but I would not be willing to say we each did 40. Well, I asked my I asked our Instagram following what they thought about this whole thing and about 62% here was the question I asked and I get that this question could have a little bit I'm sure the language in the question um, This is unfortunate that you were spearheading this cuz you still don't even understand it a week later. So how could you possibly be mediating? Well, I mean, I just I just asked a simple question. So here I asked if you ride 80 kilometers on a tandem, did each person go? 80 kilometers or 40 kilometers. So the word go there is definitely up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have used the word power. Mm-hmm. But so far in the poll at my last check, and the, the story is now dead, so I don't really have the final count, but 62% agree with you and said 80. 38% would go with my assessment and say 40. Yeah, guess which which group donated? <laughs> the 80 group, probably. Yeah. And did they help you reach yeah. your goal? Probably. Well, did you I mean, did you end up reaching it? Yeah, I reached the goal. We discussed this all last week, Chair. Well, I know, but last when I went to go donate, you were still at like nine hundred. Was I? No, no. So the I goal. feel like you lied. Maybe I did. More lying maybe, from Calvin. For maybe donations. I cooked. Maybe I cooked the books a little. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I was listening back to that episode, and I definitely think that we need to do it on a triple next year. I know it'll be good, and it'll be actually thing, yeah okay. It'll another be a thing harder, I think that we need to discuss, and then we're going to wrap this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, just to close the loop on this? Is that another kind of debate we had, or something you said was that you know cycling is a sport for rich white people? Now, um, yeah. now I we had a friend. That. We had a friend who's a cycling uh, phenom slash big fan. And he sent us an email. This is from Kyle. Again, the guy who took the photos. Thank you for sending this yep. email. And I'm going to read it. And mm-hmm. then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Okay. Hey, Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Jer. Love the podcast. I was actually listening on my bike ride today. Here's proof cycling can be cheap in the long run, assuming someone has some sort of activity like a gym membership or hobby. Mostly done uh, because I love a good value in something. Looking forward to the triple tandem next year. Calvin, I liked your comment with regards to making it more appealing to donors with the idea of the tandem or something special. Take it easy. Now, the thing he was talking about earlier that he did was make us a chart. And the chart is entitled, 
cycling prices versus gym membership. Now, he has the cost of a bike that is $1,500, and I think you can get a bike that's way more than that, but mm-hmm. the fact that Kyle is saying you can get a pretty good bike for $1,500 makes me say, oh, that's makes the sport already more accessible. Kind of gives me hope, actually. Like I didn't think they were that reasonably priced. Exactly. Now, another good thing that I think he did is he added a bunch of upgrades. So he added three sets of tires and extra, uh, extra chains, and then the awesome jersey and shorts that you will, are going to need to buy. Coming in for and a total shoes. of... Uh, yeah, They're not on there, but afterwards shoes. I thought of uh, like shoes are 200 bucks. Okay, so here we go. 2130 Let's add the mm-hmm. shoes. We'll not add the shoes for now. It's an extra 200 bucks. Um, um, but whatever. Um, also, I love the photos of you in your gear. I did not know you were swagged out in tights, and I'm so glad you How- were. And those are Kyle's. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> think that's Dude, like a shareable item, biking spandex. <laughs> well, they are now. <laughs> Dude, when, I, when, Cal, when Kyle sent me those photos and I saw you in that gear, I was so happy. <laughs> I lack so much sport gear. Like, none of, almost oh, none of that yeah. was my own. So, anyway. So, then what he did is he busted the cost uh, of this bike, depreciated it over five years. And if you did that... Um, over five years, it would be $426 per year to buy that mm-hmm. bike and all that gear, which is a monthly cost of $7.10 if you use it for five years. Now, yeah, gym membership, he had a couple he of different gym membership. compared it to a, a gym membership uh, at $30 per month. Uh, a gym membership total over five years would be $1,800. Uh, Gym cost forty per month over five years would be twenty four hundred, and gym cost fifty dollars. Same a month price would every be month. Three thousand. Now, the other thing that I said that also makes this way more affordable is now try factoring in something like CrossFit. That's like one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Now, biking is looking like the best thing you could ever do for your body. Mm-hmm. Well, body and wallet, I guess. Body and wallet. I mean, it's really seasonal. That that was oh yeah that was one thing that I also thought so. I would want to build into this. You have maybe what five months, six months of riding that you can do, maybe a little bit more, um, and then you would need that gym membership over the winter. So, like I don't my, know. my my chirpy comment about the rich white person that is uh, into this is nothing more than that is the reality of the sport. Like that is yeah, who you but... see doing this, and yeah, it actually is reasonable. That's actually very good to know that. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not as wild of an, an investment as most people probably think, but it's yeah. like anything like this where you can go crazy with it and you can probably can rack up a ten thousand dollar bike. But oh, of course, very of course. much unnecessary. Of course. But yeah, no, thank you, Kyle, for debunking the myth that it is, mm-hmm. you know, too expensive. I think it's a matter of priorities and I like to break the cost down and knowing that I can get my jersey and shorts for only one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, so I w- you know what I was thinking about, Gerald? I'll go back to the Vegas thing for one minute here. I was yep. thinking when when you were when we talked and you were in Vegas, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I would, do I have any interest in going to Vegas? Right. And then I was thinking like, ah, there's probably not really anything that I really want to see there. I mean, it'd be kind of neat to see the desert and some of the big things. But then I had this experience the other week where I went into... Um, to inquire at a local tattoo shop and after talking to the artist there they uh denied me my idea and would not do it and kicked me out and i was like well now what do i do and then i was like ah vegas so That's hold on I a second you're thinking about vegas 
And then yep. you're like, I don't really want to go there. And then you had a weird tattoo shop experience. And then you said, yes. now I do want to go to Vegas because they will probably tattoo me there. Correct. Because they Dude, probably what? wouldn't question me or have the moral uh, issues that they had in this town about what tattooing kind me. Of, what kind of wild and wacky and adventurous idea did you have about a tattoo that would that would bring up a moral issue for the tattoo artist? Moral issue, Jeremy. That was what they told me. There were two people talking to me and they said they will not do this. It's a moral issue. And then they you know, turned me around, escorted me away. I am so intrigued. Can you give us the details, Calvin? Please. So the deal is, I, I walk in, I mean... I have this idea for a tattoo. I'm like, oh, and I just think, okay, well, I'll just go into the tattoo shop, ask them about it, see what the availability is, kind of figure out the process. Obviously, you know, I don't have any tattoos. So, I mean, have you ever been into a tattoo shop? There was one in the lobby of my uh, hotel in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of intimidating, I guess. Um, I walked in there like after work one day. I'm like in my nice button up. I'm like meandering around and waiting for someone to help me and then uh, I go into my story of, of what I want and then um, what I want is a tattoo on my hand and so they um, they asked me if I have any tattoos which was obviously no they, they didn't even need to ask she said but then uh, she said well, you know we don't uh, tattoo anyone on their hands neck or face unless they have tattoos already Interesting. Yeah. Well, now I can probably guess what tattoo you were looking for. Yeah. Here, I hate wearing a wedding ring. I, I there just it don't is. like doing it. I, I've had one for a long time, um, but I rarely wear it. I lose it all the time. I was wearing it the other day, and I was in the bank, and I put my receipt in the little bank garbage can and pulled my hand out, got it caught, and like actually cut my finger up kind of nastily because my ring's really sharp. <laughs> and I'm just so, and it gets caught on everything, and I really don't like it. So uh, my buddy Tyler got like this nice little um, initial tattooed on his finger because he's used to be an electrician, so you can't wear a ring. Um, right. So he got that, and I was like, oh, that looks pretty badass. I should probably look into that. So yeah, th- they won't do it. They will not do it. That's so shocking. Yeah, and then like the girl was like that I was talking to. She's like, are you sure you want to do that? Like. You never know what can happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gutless. I, I love how like these these people who literally put permanent things on people's <laughs> bodies all the time are concerned about the permanency of like people like that, that makes no sense. Yeah, like, and to they, me like it's so small that's like well, whatever. It's like not that big a deal in my mind. Right. And then the technology to get them removed is just so advanced that it's only going to get more and more so. <laughs> that is so funny. You know what uh, I mean? Like I'm, it's almost like I'm they shocked. need to create tattoos that are really even harder to remove because everyone's just going to be getting them now and with the with the little knowledge in the back of their head that they can actually get it removed right. if they little, really wanted to. With, with the laser treatment, yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I'm really surprised actually to hear that, to be honest. The what part? That they wouldn't do that for you. I know. I was too. I was like, what the heck? That seems like, that was like the weirdest conversation ever. So I'll just leave does, now. Does your wife support the idea? Oh, yeah, she's fine. She doesn't... Yeah, she's okay with that. Yeah. I never thought I would be interested in one, but then I was like, yeah, they're actually kind of cool. Maybe I would like consider Like ring it. tattoos or like all tattoos? I used to be like... I used to say, Jared, that I would never get one just because... Just because whatever. But now I'm like, eh, I, I'm not going to say that I'll never get one. I'm open Ooh, to I it. I like that. Yeah. It's an open and adventurous attitude. Like, I don't That's have, like, great. motivation for, like, some big thing, but I was like, eh, I might one day, and 
I'm open yep. to it. Yep. No, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, well, Vegas. We're, we're uh yeah, you got to go to Vegas to get it done. You could also probably just start calling tattoo shops either in the area or in the GTA. I know. Yeah. Or you you know what you could do <laughs> this would be funny. You could put a temporary tattoo on your arm. <laughs> And, and then, then when we'll they ask if you've had one, you say, "Yeah, it's right here." <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. It's like I'm a like Canada, I'm sure like a Canada 150 red maple leaf that goes <laughs> on a kid's face. <laughs> like, how much of a stink do you think I need to stir up in order to get them to do it for me? I don't know. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, Maybe you have to bring funny. your wife in, and she'll say, "Yes, please let him do it." I don't know. Let let him do it. Or maybe that would deter them because then she's being manipulate, like manipulating you, <laughs> like this pushy wife that's like forcing me to <laughs> ink myself. <laughs> ink yourself and do it now. <laughs> do it now, pumpkin spice. Oh <laughs> uh, well, this episode is quickly approaching forty minutes, which is starting to get too long. So let's, oh, uh, gosh, Cal, yeah. Cal, wrap it up. Let's get it. The you get us out of here. here today. Yeah. All right. Um. So. We're we're hoping to get a guest on in the next week or so here. So stay I got tuned. one booked. I got one booked. Yeah. Okay. Great. You got one booked. I was working on one this week. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, get that queued up for you for next week. Um. Hey, this is it. Not much else going on here. Um. If you want to connect with us in any way, just uh, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us. We'd love to chat. We'd love to hear people's stories. Um. We were actually getting some great responses a little while ago about uh, stories. If we ask. Uh, our listeners they seem to be mildly responsive so um yeah people know where to find us generally hey jer yeah i think so give us your glamping stories or your vegas stories or your tattoo stories thank you kyle for sending in a story we read mm. it so that proves that we will read it so send them in and uh yeah that's it okay go find yourself an adventure see you later Great,